This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. All righty, folks, welcome back. Horticulture's fell to rushing, and like I say, for the next hour or so, we're going we're gonna to talk about gardening. Gardening. Gardening is has hope. It's got stuff you can do, things you can, can share with other people that don't really care about any of that other stuff. Other stuff is serious, but, you know, this is a gardening program. We're going to be as upbeat as we can because it's a forward-thinking thing. If there's some things going on in your garden that you've got concerns about or something you want to share with other people or or if there's uh, some questions you want to try something new, not quite sure about, or you've done something not don't think it's going <laughs> to really work. This is the place to call. I'm I'm a, I'm a horticulturist by training, by profession, uh, but I'm also a gardener, a mediocre, not a great gardener. I got bugs and blights like everybody else. My tomatoes aren't doing very well. My corn fell over in all the rain last week, and I got spots on my zinnias. But, you know, the difference is I can figure out what the problem is, whether it needs to be addressed or not, or just take my glasses off and hope it disappears. I've got a couple of plants I want to talk about today and a few other things. Got an event. Event, uh, this weekend. Um, but if there's some things you want to talk about, you know, give us a call. It's, 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 it's live. It's toll free. one mpb ring We're going to start off this morning down in Fairhope, Louisiana. Hey, Leslie, how are you this morning? Hey, Felder, I'm just fine. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. What's going on? My agapan just won't bloom. <laughs> okay. What we're going to do about it? I don't know, sir. All of my neighbors have these agapanthus, and they're all blooming, and I'm just feeling real bad about myself. Well, no, don't do that. Uh, here's the deal. Agapanthus, which is from uh, from the Mediterranean, it used to be called Lily of the Nile, you know, because and, and, uh, and it really does best, believe it or not, in kind of wet conditions. It'll tolerate the uh-huh. most, it'll, it'll take the most extreme drought. I have pictures of it growing in traffic, uh, in parking lot islands. In the in, in in California, so it'll take a lot of drought, but it likes to be a little on the almost root bound side. Not a lot of fertilizer and a good good soaking every now and then. And you know, and even then, you know, if you give it if you give it too much fertilizer or if it stays a little too wet, a little too dry, you know, that upsets a plant. And the first thing a plant does when it's upset is it says, "No, nope, I'm not going to flower. I'm just going to grow leaves to try to survive." So uh, if it's not blooming. So uh, is this in a pot or is it in the ground or what? It's, it's growing in the garden. It's, it's in a good fertile area. But I tell you, it's in a spot that's kind of between two sprinkler zones, and it's a little bit of an area that doesn't get good watering in yeah. my yard. Yeah, well, it's a real drought-tolerant plant. It's a really, really drought-tolerant, but it does best along the edges of the Nile River. That's where it wants to be. So, uh, so if there's any way you could uh, maybe, you know, once a week, you know, get you get your, uh, uh, like a gallon milk jug and put the tiniest uh-huh. little hole you can possibly make. I mean, just the tiniest hole you can make at the bottom. Fill it with okay. water and screw the top on to where water doesn't drip out and then back the top off until it barely drips out. Go set that by about once a week just to let it drip oh. down real nice and slow. And, and you can well, spray you can spray paint it purple if you want to to make you think it's got flowers down <laughs> close to the ground. Well, thank you, Felder. I'm going to try that. I appreciate your advice. It's a pretty good guess, but I that's that's what I would guess. So it wants more water because I know it's got fertility and I know it's in the sun, but it probably. If, yeah. I didn't realize they wanted so much water. Well, you know, again, it'll tolerate a lot of drought, but also if you're fertilizing a little bit too much, you know, again, a lot of plants, my tomato plants are, are the lushest things you've ever seen, but they're not producing tomatoes because I didn't take my own advice and I over-fertilized them. So sometimes oh. that's a problem. You know, keep them on the lean and mean side, but give them a good soaking every now and then. All right. I will try 
that. And how about sun? Are they fussy about sunshine? Sunshine. Well, you know, it's not the best time of year to move it, but, you know, you could divide it, no. you know, and move, put some of the, the shade. You know, it does quite well in light shade, quite well. Really? Yeah. Okay. And uh, one other thing is, see, you know, go over to, to Mobile or someplace that's got one of these craft stores and get you some fake ones that stick in there. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, that's definitely I'm, a real good idea. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I, I know you're not, Felder. I listen to you. I know you're not kidding. I love that idea. I well, may go do that. You know, it's just it's like putting on earrings. Don't be ashamed. Then, then all my neighbors will be jealous of me. That's right. And nobody has to know but you and me and everybody else who's listening in Fairhope. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Felder. I appreciate you. You bet, Leslie. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, there's been a lot of people talking about artificial flowers being wrong. Look, I'm a horticulture degree on top of degrees and written 30-something books and blah, blah, blah. And I've got fake stuff in my yard, okay? I got fake stuff in my yard. You know why? Because it's pretty and it doesn't have to be watered. And I'm all right. You hang stuff on your walls, I hang stuff in my garden. Anyway, let's go stay in. Um, let's talk to Becky from up in Fulton. Hey, Becky, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm fine. So far, so good. Trying to be really cheer. I actually am pretty cheerful. You know, when talking about gardening, I got goosebumps. So what? What's up? No, I just I was just checking in, and I've got a farm that you know I, I must must not be spitting on it right because it's just not wanting to grow. I, I don't know if it's just a small little thing. I guess I. What, what kind of, is, is it an outdoor fern or a potted fern or what? It's just a little bitty. Um, I, I don't know. I don't. Oh, you I got it. Maybe asparagus farm, maybe. I'm not sure. If, no, it's, I'm sorry, it's a rabbit foot farm. Rabbit foot and, farm. So you got it in a pot then. Right. Okay. Right, Here, but I just cannot get things to do right. I mean, I'm missed. You know, I've been trying to mist it and water yeah. it like I'm supposed to and all that junk. And it's just, it's just looking at me and just. Out. Well, you know, here's the deal. The rabbit's foot fern and ferns like that that have a kind of a furry rhizome, you know, that little root-looking thing. That's yeah. sort of like a vertical, uh, a horizontal stem. And, uh, you know, they're jungle plants. They like humidity. And, and misting only helps for a few minutes. Once the mist, once the water evaporates, that's where it gets the mist. And 10 minutes later, it's gone. So uh, if you got this inside or out... Inside. Okay. Inside. Think about putting it outside in a kind of a shady area where it gets some of the natural humidity, and give it about a no more than half strength liquid fertilizer. What you know, whatever the directions call for, it doesn't look like enough. I always want to put twice that much. Use a fourth or half as much of the recommended amount of fertilizer, and just give it a little shot of fertilizer and some shade and real humidity. See if that doesn't sort of kick it up a little bit. Hey, uh, Becky, has it been in the same pot for a long time? Uh, it probably needs repotting. Yeah, you know, and they don't have much of a root, so you don't have to put in a great big pot. But, you know, you might have to water it really, really good, you know, one day, and then the next day gently take it out of the pot and loosen it up. And you could actually probably put it back in the same pot with some fresh potting soil. But, you know, well, water, now, water it a day ahead of time so it's, you know, full of vigor and all. Okay. Well, now, is it one of those plants that, you know, there's some plants that, you know, you just put uh, a little bee plant in a huge pot, but then there's some of them that, that like being root bound. Is it, does it like being root bound? Actually, you know, this particular plant, I've seen it grown as just a ball, you know, hanging from, from strength. You know, it will actually wrap around a small pot, sort of like a, uh, one of those orchids, bromelias type thing. As long as it gets moisture and humidity, you know, it'll, it'll grow. So, you know, you can keep it in a small pot, and the roots will actually grow out and wrap around the outside of the pot. You just got to be sure wow. that the, the potting soil bit 
a little half-strength fertilizer every now and then. And, you know, don't let it get bone dry. But you don't have to keep it sopping wet. But the humidity outside will really help a lot. And if you keep it inside, make sure when your air conditioner kicks on, hold a candle uh, or some incense or something by it that's got smoke and see if it's got a a draft on it. It's got a draft on it. You know, the air conditioning and heating take humidity out of the air. So at least put it in a little corner or an eddy where it doesn't have that air conditioner or heater draft blowing right on it. And that'll that'll, that'll help it a little bit. Okay. I've got it under a lamp, so it's kind of, I mean, the lamp is not hugely it's not bright bright but i mean it the shade should block some of that yeah well you know yeah. we're we're dealing with a we're dealing with a living breathing creature here you know and it and it wants yeah. to be in filtered light humidity out in the jungle type thing and that light it might might not be getting the energy it needs from the lights so, anyway give it a break hang it outside get water okay. water uh, once or twice a week little half strength fertilizer and see, in the shade and see if it doesn't perk up no, 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 Chainsaw Kate needs to call in because, you know, I, I, <laughs> okay, thanks. Hey, listen, listen, one other thing. Have you got a big potted plant indoors anywhere near a window? Like uh, a, like a Sheffler well, or a rubber tree or something? Uh, actually, I put my stuff out. Uh, I had a, let's see. And so you left this little thing behind? Well, it's okay. Well, point taken. Listen, what 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 I'm getting at is you can create a jungle-like condition by by putting it or setting it on top of the potting soil or hanging it in a bigger plant to create that shared humidity. It's okay to mix plants up in one spot, just like a a a, a layered jungle, and and that would help. Okay. Well, thanks for the tip, for the input, and and I'll do that today. Thank you. Feel feel better, Becky. I feel Oh, God bless. I appreciate your call. Thank you. All righty, folks. That's what we're trying to do here, trying to feel better. We're going to take a real, real quick break. We've got a couple of folks on the line. We've got some lines open right now. There's a plant sale this weekend in Jackson at Minel Gardens right off of Interstate 220 that loop that goes around the, the west and north side of Jackson. Uh, I don't know if it says Capitol uh, uh, Street or Clinton Boulevard because they change right there. But immediately north are immediately west of uh, Interstate 2 Minel Gardens. And it's going to be held over by the greenhouse, not in the parking lot. I'm going to be there. I'm going to have my pickup truck there. And while people are waiting to take turns to go in, because they're only letting a few folks at a time in, uh, I'm going to talk with people across my truck bed. And so if you're going to make it down to Jackson want to yak a little bit, 8 o'clock to noon, I'll be glad to yak with you as long as we stay on the other sides of my truck. Horticulture's fellow rushing, me and Java Chapman and the folks here at MPB. We're going to take a little break, a couple of minutes, come right back. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. All righty, folks. Welcome back. Horticulture's fellow rushing. Before we go to these phone calls, let me uh, mention this. I, I, I plucked a couple of my favorite wildflowers coming in, native plants, native to Mississippi. They like it here. Uh, one grows in full sun or light shade. One grows in light shade or full sun. One is our native Magnolia Grandiflora. This one's called Little Jim. The flowers are not much bigger. I, I can cup it in 
it fits well within my cupped hands. Beautiful little flower, very citrusy fragrant, and it's more like a large shrub than a small tree. Great for screen, great for tight areas, but it's our longest blooming magnolia. And because we are the magnolia state, those of us in Mississippi, we're the magnolia state. I think everybody ought to have one of these beautiful little things. It doesn't doesn't make all that leaf litter, the great big giant ones. But little gem magnolia is a real sweet addition. Blooms up until October, November. And the other plant is something that we notice in the fall. It's got golf ball long stems with golf ball sized clusters of purple berries. Golf ball lumps of purple. Right now it's got pink flowers on a little closer to the pink flowers that butterflies and uh, and even hummingbirds love. Uh, and it's called American Beauty Berry. It's a great plant for for the, the sun or the shade. Good native plant. Great for, for butterflies this time of year. Beautiful uh, pur- purple uh, balls of berries in the fall. Uh, that's my two native plants. Got a couple other things I want to talk about, but we're here to yak with you. And we're going to start out in Nevada? Is this Dorisa? Dorisa. Dorisa. Can you hear me? I am. Where are you from? I'm from Jackson. (laughs) But are you in Nevada? Yeah, I'm working in Nevada right now. Okay. Wear a hat. Put on some sunscreen. Oh, my gosh. Yes, sunscreen and lotion. It's so dry. What's going on? Okay, so... I transplanted a goji berry last week, mm. and I know it's bad because it's, like, not the time to transplant, but I had to because there's construction going on. It's and, always, um, yeah. Right, and so I think I put it in shock. And yeah. so is there any way to alleviate it, or yes. I just have to hope yes. for no, next year? No, uh, Cut it back. Right now, you okay. know, when, when you moved it, you left all the, the ends of the roots behind, the, and the ends of the roots are what do the work. And you cut okay. all those off, and it can sprout out new roots, but meanwhile, all those leaves and top stuff is sucking it dry. And, you know, right. if, if you don't transplant, you cut it back, it just bushes back out. So you know pruning is not going to hurt it. But if you don't cut it back, it's going to suck itself dry before it can grow new roots. So just just cut it back, and try not to, okay. to, try not to keep it too wet. Too wet, you know, can rot those oh. roots as they try to grow. And oh, I, okay. I, I know you have to water, what, 15 times a day out there. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I used to live in... Yeah, so, I'm checking every morning, noon, and afternoon, yeah. Yeah, so so the main thing is when you water it, water it twice, you know, a few okay. minutes apart to really let it soak, and then let it go a day longer than you think it ought to before you do it again. Let it dry between, okay. you know, not stay dry, but let it dry between soakings. Okay, but, thank you. Okay, cut it back, though, and... Um, anyway, I have go, one more question, though. Yeah. One more question. Okay, so I have some tomatoes, and the leaves are turning purplish to bluish. Do you know what that could indicate? Or yeah, it 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 sounds uh, sound like a nutrient imbalance. Get a good quality oh, okay. liquid fertilizer, good quality one. Now, I don't sell stuff, but something like Miracle Grow that's got all the little goodies in it besides just the the big three things, and uh, oh, okay. and and hit them about half strength. Don't you know? Don't don't okay. and see if the if that doesn't help. Okay. Okay, thank you. Oh, hey, you're in Nevada. You want to give a shout-out to anybody back home? Um, I guess I'll say hi to my mother and grandma. <laughs> okay. Darisa <Yes>. says hey. <laughs> thank you. You bet. See ya. All righty. Now, oh, boy, we're going to Memphis talking to Kay. Hey, Kay, good morning. Good morning. Is this the Chainsaw Kay? This is the Chainsaw Kay. What's up? Well, my moving date has been changed, which I'm not going to be moving to Virginia until about October. 
which means I've got to change my flower beds and so forth. But before I go into that, I just want you to know I measure. I have 96 feet of flower beds. Wow. 96 feet. How, how, how deep are they? Oh, that's just, just that's, that's, that's how much you go all the way around your garden, right? Well, it, well this is just my, my front yard. Okay. <laughs> I've got a garden besides that. Well, look. But the thing about it, my, my situation is, I've got to leave these beds uh, looking decent, but I want to move a lot of the stuff. I have all I have um, daylilies and irises and all all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the striped lirio, liriope, whatever you want to call right. it. Um, I've got to. I, I want to take a lot, but I've got to leave. I've got to share some here in the city. Right. And I've got to leave the flower beds looking decent to help to sell the house. Well, you know, you can divide a lot of those and take part of them with you. Well, I, I know, but the thing about it is um, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to divide. I'm going to have to set up a substitute uh, flower garden in my vegetable garden, which I'm not using. Yeah. Because I need to go ahead and as soon as my daily is I'll get through blooming. I need to go ahead and divide them. So I'm going to be dividing and moving stuff, you know, almost uh-huh. up until time time to move. Yeah, well, you um, know, you, you can divide stuff easier in the fall. So you might want to be, do that and then divide them and put, just put them in double uh, uh, plastic uh, bags from the grocery store and take them in. Back. You know, I've seen daily experts uh, dig them, divide them, and put them in plastic grocery bags. Well, the thing about it is I don't have anybody to help me, so I was just figuring I would do it along there you as, go. Each, as each one there comes you go. To, to, to its price. Well, but that, there, was, well, there was something else I wanted to uh, ask, and I forgot what it was. Oh, oh, well, I have irises scattered all over these flower beds. Mm-hmm. How long can I take up an iris rhizome and leave it out of the ground? You know, if you um, if you cut them back in a little hand shaped fan, you know they can stay out of the ground for a month. You know what I would do is I would dig them up, send them off to one side, and just throw some mulch, some bark, or something on top of them just to keep them from drying out so quickly. But they they stay out for a long time. Okay. Yeah, these things are, ha- these are they're native to areas that go complete. I've seen these plants growing in 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 western Kansas that with no rain and cemeteries with no rain for for months. So, you know, they can take it. But cut them back I, in little hand-shaped yeah. bands. I heard somebody uh, talking about that they had taken up some and had put them out somewhere on concrete, and they'd stayed there all winter, and the next spring he put them in the ground, and they'd, they'd bloom. They're well, tough. When, you, when you ordered them, uh, when you order the rhizomes, you know, they're naked, and they've been trimmed back and so yep. forth. So That's the main so thing. They, just, just trim them back, and they'll do fine. Yeah, okay, I, 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 would, I wouldn't put them out on the on the sidewalk. I'd sit them no, on some oh, no, dirt. No, I'm not. I'm not going <laughs> okay. to do that. All I right. will probably lay them on top of one of the empty uh, vegetable gardens. Oh, the there. one thing I wanted to tell you, it doesn't have anything to do with flowers, but I don't think I've ever shared this with you, and that is about watering the garden. What I have, what I do is when I plant my plants, I take a gallon milk jug, water jug, empty. I punch a couple of holes in the side at the bottom, and I plant it down where those holes are at the same level of the roots of the tomato plant or whatever. That's a good and, idea. Then all you have to do is just fill those up every now and then. Yeah, and, and when you want to fertilize them, you just drop your fertilizer in there and you you know pour your water in. And with some things, um, I with my cucumbers, I plant a, a hill of cucumbers on each side. I, there you go. I punch holes on both. 
And it, it makes watering so much easier, and you don't get the plant wet, and, you know. Yeah. It's, I've been, do, I've been doing that for years, and people want to know why I have them save us the milk flows. What do you want them for? <laughs> well, that, that, that's, <laughs> those are great ideas, Kay. I really appreciate that. So, anyway, stay, stay cool. It might rain next week to make the dirt a little softer to dig. So, anyway, okay. I appreciate your call. Good to hear from you. Okay. Thanks a lot. All righty. Bye-bye. And what she's talking about, folks, is taking like a, uh, and I've got a whole bunch of uh, apple juice, like half-gallon apple juice, plant, and they're too good to throw away. They're just great containers, and I've got a stack of them. And I, you know, so, but I just, anyway, she's got a good idea. Punch a little hole in the bottom of it, sink it halfway in the ground, and plant on the side with a hole, or a hole on each side with a plant on each side, sink it in the ground. Then all you got to do is just fill that up with water, maybe a little fertilizer, and it soaks out that hole in the bottom. It's like an underground drip irrigation system. Yay, Kate, thank you for that. Chainsaw K. Now let's go to Oxford. Hey, Ann, thank you for holding. How are you? Questions one, I have green worms in my hanging ferns. Mm. How do I eliminate them? Uh, caterpillars, you know, the, the, the easy, well, if you, you could just sink them down in a bathtub or a tub full of water and they'll come floating up and you can scoop them off. You know, that, that would work. Uh, but the, the, the best spray, if you're going to use something that'll control them, they sell this stuff called biological worm spray. And it's something that only affects caterpillars. And it makes them stop eating almost, you know, within just a few hours, and they stop feeding. Where insecticides, they'll keep eating right up until they die. But the the uh, insect, excuse me, biological worm spray is called BT. The all garden centers have it. That works like a charm. Wonderful. But uh, also just just soaking them in some water and then scooping them up, throwing them out where the birds can have them. That makes sense too. I'll, I'll try, but thanks a million. Okay, one, one last thing. You could also just give the plants a little fertilizer, let them put on some new growth, and maybe they'll outgrow the caterpillars. They may just be a temporary thing. Well, no, it's an all-summer thing, okay. and their droppings are, are pretty uh, unsightly. Well, if it's pretty much all-summer, uh, I'd try the BT. It really works. All right, great, thanks. All right. Now, squirrels. Mm-mm, can't help you. Yeah. They have they have learned to climb up those skinny I know. holes, I get know. around my baffle and go, into my feeder. Go on YouTube and just Google funny squirrel control attempts. Okay. <laughs> There's really not much you can do about them. The little tree rats. I mean, I, I will say if you can get a really good one, you know, they go good with, with uh, onions and dumplings. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway, I do not have a good control for squirrels. If I did, I wouldn't have them eating my tomatoes. Right. Thank you. <laughs> good luck. Always honey. good to hear you. Thank, Thank you. you. I appreciate Goodbye. it. Appreciate it. Okay, now let's go down to Magnolia, down to Pike County, the the, uh, the county seat, I think, of Pike County. Is that right, John? Well, yes, sir. I'm I'm a I'm a transplant. I'm a East Tennessean. Okay, hillbilly down in the down in the south in the piney woods of Mississippi. I don't know how I ended up down here, but I did. Did it have to do with a woman, did it? Now, see, that? there you go. That's what happened. <laughs> okay. Well, let's, uh, what can I help you with? <laughs> well, uh, this fella, I had, uh, don't nobody down here know nothing about them. I had to plant some uh, marshmallows. Yep. And they blooming, but the blooms are dying. Yeah. Uh, you know, have you grown squash or cucumbers before? 
Well, uh, back in them hills, you know, we growed everything. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. Squash, muskmelons, cantaloupe, watermelons, all those things, they have two separate flowers on the same plant. One's a male and one's a female. And you, you can tell them apart, John. The males are on the end of a little short stem, and the females are on the end of what looks like a little muskmelon or squash or gourd. You know, it looks like it's right. on. And if you, okay. don't, if, if you don't have bees that get the pollen from the male to the female flower, the bees work all, because the flowers look alike to a bee. If you don't get pollen from the male to the female, that what looks like a little muskmelon will just shrivel up and fall off because it doesn't get pollinated. And okay. Now, this sounds kind of weird, but... I, I hand pollinate my squash. I go out in the mornings. I break off a male flower, the little stem, peel the yellow petals off, and got what looked like a tiny little paintbrush with yellow pollen on the end. And I find an open female flower, just dab it on that little curly thing inside. It sounds real kinky, but it works like a charm. Okay, okay. One more question. I got beans running every which way, but ain't no beans on them. Mine just started blooming day before yesterday. Okay, well, one more question. I'm going to let you get back to oh, the show. But, but let me throw this out. If you're heavy-handed with the fertilizer, you're going to get all vine and no beans. <laughs> so, okay. so whole, whole, sweet potatoes and beans, hold back on the fertilizer. Well, they they make their own. Just, well, I got some tomatoes, and they're about yay, yay 10 feet tall. that never seen no tall tomatoes in my born day. Yeah, I, I, I sound, sound like you're a little heavy-handed there. <laughs> Well, you know, I don't know, uh, Mr. Feller, but, you know, I, I don't understand this stuff down here because I know back home I, it, I, we growed everything. Yeah, listen, old hillbilly, it ain't it not, not that different down here in the, along the Gulf Coast. <laughs> T- tomatoes are tomatoes, so don't worry about that. Yeah, well, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Although I will say it, gets, it, it, it stays hot all night in Pike County, and it cools down at night up in the mountains. That that well, make, that does make a difference. Well, it, it makes a lot of difference. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, listen, stay cool. Wear a well, hat if you're going outside. Well, you do the same, sir. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much, John. Yeah. And uh, well, welcome to the to the deep south. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, we, we take another phone call, Java, or go to our music? This will be our last phone call before the music. Okay. Uh, that's good. Let's, let's talk to Bert here in Jackson. Hey, Bert. Good morning. Hey, I've got black spot. On the bottom of my tomatoes, on, on my green tomatoes, and I recollect I thought that somebody said you put bone meal down nope. there, and that'll nope. take care of it. Close, but not quite. That's a calcium deficiency. Calcium. Okay. Yeah, and that's what's in lime. You can buy liquid calcium fertilizer. It's called Stop Rot. That's the brand name, and okay. it's a liquid calcium. And don't overdo it because you can burn the leaves if you you know if you, if you overdo it. Uh, also, next time you plant stuff, if you work a little agriculture lime. A lot of people say put eggshells. That does no, not work. It doesn't work. work. But uh, the wrong kind of calcium. But if you'll put a, a, a little heaping t- uh, tablespoon of lime around each plant or get this liquid calcium fertilizer, that'll provide the calcium. Now, here's the deal. If the plants stay too wet or too dry, they have a hard time handling calcium. So, you know, hope that it doesn't rain too much. Don't let them stay dry. So moisture problems, lack of calcium. That's what causes. And you can cut that spot off and fry those babies up. Okay. It ain't. Okay. A, well, they're, they're still it, green, but we'll. Uh, uh, it, it got. I I pulled them off. I didn't leave them. Yeah. Off. I well, it's it, it's not it's not a it's not a disease. It's a deficiency. You can just cut that spot off and and fry them up. Okay. Well, I put some liquid calcium on this weekend. It'll the rain's gonna come, but we'll see if that's. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and go. You know, it, you can spray it on the leaves and you can pour it around the base of the plants, but but don't overdo it. Or it can temporarily burn the leaves. It's a fertilizer burn. Okay. Oh, so you you'd spray the plant rather than just put it in the soil. Both. 
Okay. Okay. All righty, man. Thank you. Thank That'll you. fix it up. Appreciate it. Bye. Whew, Java. It's been a strange week. <laughs> that it has. It has. You know, so you know, I'm glad we're talking about gardening. But let's 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 play something that was that that came out forty nine almost exactly half a century ago that's still relevant today. And we'll be back with more of the Gestalt Gardener here on Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Y'all pay attention. There's far too many of you dying You know we've got to find a way To bring some loving here today Father, Father We don't need to escalate You see, war is not the answer for only love can comprehend You know we've got to find a way To bring some love in here today Pick it and pick it sides Don't punish me with brutality Talk to me so you can see Welcome back. We're talking about gardening. Gardening help heal a hurting world is the best we can because plants don't care. Plants don't care. Uh, they they like sunshine or shade and all that kind of stuff because they're living, breathing creatures. And speaking of which, there's three living, breathing creatures, uh, all native, that uh, native to Mississippi that I've that have entered my life in the past two days. Uh, before we get to that, let me mention this is the live call-in program. If you want to give us a call, we got the lines 
wide open. Toll free, one eight seven seven mpb ring Got them wide open. Uh, also, there's a plant sale at Monell Gardens, which is at Clinton Boulevard on, off of Interstate 220 in Jackson. Uh, it's from eight, tomorrow morning, Saturday morning, the 6th. is from uh, 8 o'clock to 12 o'clock. They're only allowing a, you know, a few folks at a time, and they got plant, lots of plants. These are homegrown plants. These are great pass-along plants. You're not going to find most of them at garden centers, a lot of them. Uh, hand, homegrown by master gardeners. And uh, I'm going to be there. They're asking you to bring a mask. Asking to bring a mask. But in the line for people getting in there, I'm going to park my pickup truck. And if you want to come talk about stuff, bring stuff to show and tell, as long as we stay on, on opposite sides of my pickup truck. I got a little garden growing in the back. As long as we stay on the opposite side, I'll talk to you all you want to talk about gardening. And again, 8 o'clock to, to, to noon on Saturday at Monell Gardens. Uh, go past the office, the greenhouse. Uh, the entrance is, past, is is by the house back behind the office. In other words, don't turn in right there at the office. Go one more to the next gate. And I hope to see some of y'all there. Uh, the, the animals, that came, the creatures that came to my life, night before last, I saw my first lightning bugs. Lightning bugs. Java, when you were a kid, did you ever catch them and rub them on your chest and run around, all that horrible stuff to do to, to a creature? Well, I know, I know we used to catch them, like, uh, especially in Natchez, uh, deep deep in Natchez around my, where my parents, where my father grew up. Uh-huh. You know, they were plentiful because it got really dark out there. Yeah. So, yeah, we used to love that, man. Well, you know, and, and you're not going to have them in a lot of suburbia because they like they're, they're, the glowworms, the larvae live in tall grass and, you know, edges, woodland edges and creeks and things like that. But if you've got some, uh, you know, got a lot of vegetation, you might have. Here's a trick if you want to catch a lightning bug. Don't smash them and rub them on your chest and run around like I did. That's a terrible thing to do. Uh, but that bioluminescence is such an interesting thing. If you want to catch a lightning bug, watch where they're flashing. And when a lightning bug, and this is really stupid, but this is what you do, folks, if you're from the south and you don't have TV when you're a kid. You know, when a lightning bug flashes, it immediately flies straight up three or four inches and hovers. So when you see one flash, just rub your hand, just waft your hand right above your salt flash and it'll land right in your hand. They don't bite or sting. But anyway, they flash and it goes straight up three or four inches and hover for a couple of seconds. Isn't that a crazy thing to know? The other thing is I heard my first cicadas. These great big thumb-sized insects have been living underground for like 17 years. They're 13 years, 17, all different, but they've been underground as a, as a knobby-looking larvae feeding on tree roots and stuff like a giant aphid, uh, and they come out, they can't eat. All they can do is sing and party. That's and, all I, and I don't know how true this is, but I saw something on the on the web, but we all know how reliable the web is, um, that they're supposed to be kind of bad this year. Like it's a big, a, a, a lot of them supposed to be coming out. Yeah, well, b- bad, but, uh, you know, if, if you want some peace and quiet at night when you start singing, but great if you're, a, if, if, if you're a bird. I mean, this is a season to get it. Anyway, they're, they're scary. You know, they they make that weird noise when a, when a, 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 a bird grabs one and flies off with it, but... Anyway, they're really, really interesting creatures. They're ancient. But anyway, the third one, and by the way, we've got some lines up. Somebody give us a call. Let's let's talk about gardening because otherwise I'm going to have to talk about this next thing a little too long. I got a new creature, and I've named him Pogo. I'm not going to keep him against federal law, but I, but it's a baby that was rescued. I got him in a cage. I'm going to make a bigger cage, feed him till he, till he gets big enough to make it on his own. I'm going to let him loose in my garden. But I got a little baby possum. 
I'm calling it my kitten. Looks like a little kitten with a long, skinny bear tail. But it's the sweetest little thing. Got their prettiest little blinky eyes. And, little, you know, when they're, when they're little, they're still cute. But anyway, I've got me a possum. I'm a name Pogo. And about probably half of the folks who are listening don't have a clue what Pogo comes from. Java, you don't know what Pogo is. Um, no, I don't. I have to admit it. I do not. Back before Doonesbury and back before Saturday, you know, the political cartoon of the day when I was a kid was, was in the Okefenokee Swamp. And it had all these characters. And the, the hero, the, the main character was a possum named Pogo. He was a voice of reason. You know, I got a little baby possum feeding it cat food. I'm uh, going to put some fruit in there a little bit later. I'm going to make him a bigger cage with uh, s- uh, some branches because they like to climb and need to keep his muscles up and all that. Walks around at night, sleeps in the day. But got me a little possum. Is my little kitten. Anyway, uh, we got some calls came in. Let's go to Knoxville. Hey, Kim, good morning. What's up in the hills? Oh, oh, Butch! I'm sorry, Butch in Brookhaven. What's going on? Hey, uh, Felder, I got I got two questions for you. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to get some grass to grow, and when is it too late to throw out uh, grass seed? Uh, around the first of September. It takes. Uh, what, what are you going with, Bermuda or centipede? Uh, probably centipede. Centipede seed takes three weeks just to sprout. So when you throw it out there, you need to wet it down. You don't have to water it, but you need to wet it down at least every couple of days, maybe every day, just just wet it down to keep the seeds moist. And when they start sprouting, then you can water a little bit deeper and then skip a couple of days, you know, tease the roots down. But uh, it takes about three weeks to sprout. It takes another month or so for to get established before winter. So I would say probably July, early August. Right. Okay. And uh, I have, I guess it's native grass to down here. It looks kind of like centipede, but I have transplanted some of that where I'm trying to get it, you know, my grass to grow. Uh-huh. And um, I mean, it's real sandy soil, and I put some good soil in with it. Uh, will that run? I mean, I'm well. I, I, without knowing what kind of grass it is, I don't know. You know, the the running type of grasses we have are usually Asian. Uh, St. Augustine, Centipede, Bermuda, Zoysia, uh, Torpedo grass. You know, most of the grasses that run are, are from Asia. Our grasses are more clump forming, but they'll yeah. they'll spread out, and usually they spread by seed pretty quick. Without knowing what it is, I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Let me, let me ask you a real quick question. Are you trying to get it growing in the sun or the shade? Sun. Okay, no problem. You grow in the shade. I'm we're done talking because I can't help you. But uh, the main thing, if you throw some centipede seed out there, wet it down every day or two. Just you know, take your hose and just wet it down, and it'll sprout in about three weeks. Okay, okay. And that that sandy soil that's ideal for that centipede. Or? A centipede will grow in pretty much any kind of soil. Sandy soil, you might need watering a little bit more often in a, in a real dry summer. But uh, other than, you know, once a month, if we don't get rain, that helps centipede. But other than that, it's not that big a deal. Okay, and fertilizer? Uh, when you when it's up and you've mowed it, when it's big enough to you've actually mowed it, give it one shot of what they call centipede food. Uh, you know, that's the only fertilizer, really, that centipede needs. It's got everything, winterized, got everything centipede needs, and it's long-lasting and slow-acting. So let's wait till after it's, it's mowed a time, starts to run a little bit, then give it some fertilizer. Great, great. Thanks, Felder. Okay, appreciate it. You bet. Okay, now let's go to Knoxville. Hey, Kim, how are you doing? Hey, good. How are you? Fine. Are you really in Knoxville or are you from Maryville? <laughs> 
I'm from Alcoa. Okay. Uh, out past Maryville. Right, right. <laughs> I got a brother who lives there. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you know where I am. Yeah, I do. Um, I do. Out, out, out by the out near the out near the lake. Yeah, that's right. Well, what's up? Okay, um, my mom is selling her house, and we're going to have to move. Well, I want to move some old daffodils, mm-hmm. and this has got to happen in the next two or three weeks. Yeah. And we, uh, she's got, and she didn't plant them. I mean, they're from a long time ago. There's lint, what we call lint lilies. Oh, yeah, the early one, yeah. The early yellows. And um, Mount Hood, which is that white the one. The good white one, right. Uh-huh. And what we call twin sisters. I the, think you call it, it something different. No, twin um, twin sisters, and, uh, and, and it's the latest blooming daffodil. Probably still has yeah. leaves on it. Probably just it finished does. blooming it a does. few weeks ago, yeah. It does, and so I put rocks around them to, so I know where you know where everything was. That's what um, I do. <laughs> so, but, and when they finish yeah, mowing them, I go back and look for the rocks and dig up the bulbs. <laughs> that's right. So I'm going to have to dig them up soon, which yeah. I know they say you do it in the late fall. No, 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 no. Once their leaves turn yellow and flop over, you can dig them from then on. But the main thing, okay. the twin sisters still have green leaves on them. Yeah, they're kind of green still. Yeah, well, I I would leave them to last because the longer those leaves stay green, the more the Mm -hmm. the better flower buds can have next year. I mean, you can move them, but but they might skip them. But anyway, the the once the leaves start to flop over or turn yellow, you can dig them, and you don't have to plant you don't have to plant them till fall. Okay, well, if I don't, if I wait to plant them here till fall, because I'll leave some and I will bring some with me and yeah. then plant some for Mama where she's going. Yeah. Do I leave them like in their soil in a pot? No, no. What's the I, best way to store them. I, I, I throw mine in pots and just you know keep them dry, cool and dry. You know, I cool mean, I shake, I, I I don't wash them. I just shake the dirt off of them. Okay. As a matter of fact, I've found pots that I forgot to plant and they were blooming in the pot with nothing but just bulbs. <laughs> so the main thing is, uh, you know, d- uh, spread them out, let them dry. You know, shake the dirt mm-hmm. off up and just keep them cool and dry. Okay. All right. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. Hey, hug Mama when you get a chance, okay? I will. Thank well, you very much. I appreciate Take it, care. Kim. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Twin Sisters. That's the latest blooming daffodil. Two two little uh, white flowers, little yellow cups. It's a uh, sweet little thing, and they grow along the interstate. They're growing anything, but it's the latest blooming daffodil. Real, real nice to have that. Now, let's come back to Jackson. Hey, Megan, good morning. Morning, Felder. Hello. Um, I don't have a question, but I do have a tip for growing carrots. Okay. I've never been able to get them to grow, uh, but I got this old Cook's Garden book from an estate sale from the 70s, and it said to plant radish seeds with your carrots. The radishes will break the soil up for the carrots, Yeah. provide a little shade cover, and then the radishes will, will be done about three weeks. Yeah. Carrots will be done about a month after that, and it has worked so great. Yeah. So it's a little late because it's about to get too hot. But yeah, too hot, too late. wants to grow carrots for the fall. That's a really good idea. You know, and, and my, my son just started gardening. You know, he's he's always, he's raised by me. He's been all over the country. You know, but I, I've lectured with holding him in my hands as, a, as an infant. He's been around gardening, but he's an idiot when it comes to gardening for the first time. He just doesn't he's get We sat next to each other in law school. He's oh, so, so, you, so you, you know Ira then. I do. <laughs> anyway, he sent me a text of the he said, Dad, what does thinning mean? <laughs> because the CPAC is said, thin. You know, it, with radishes and carrots, if you if they grow too close together, they won't make a root. you got to thin them out and space them out. So mixing the radish and the carrots when you pull the radish, that sort of leaves extra room for the carrots. It's a great idea. 
Right. And if you just take a little pair, I have dedicated garden scissors. <laughs> if you just snip it instead of pull it, you know, square foot gardening, get yep. that book. Changed yep. my life. Yep, yep. Well, well, don't tell Ira. Call him an idiot. <laughs> I won't. I'll keep your secret. Pretty great, great tip, though, Megan. Thank you so much. Thanks, Elder. <laughs> my son's not an idiot. He was a Marine sergeant. He's an Army captain. He's a lawyer. But when it comes to garden, Dad, what does thinning mean? <laughs> Let's go to Madison. Talk to John. Good morning, sir. How are you? Hey, hey, Felder. Uh, I have the uh, the opposite problem of the guy that called earlier. My neighbor, who's a good guy otherwise, has mm-hmm. a centipede lawn, and I have a Bermuda lawn. Oh boy! And he's uh, he's encroaching into my turf, so to speak. And I was wondering if there's any way uh, I could do something about the centipede and yes. keep the Bermuda. Yes, and and, and, uh, and and believe it or not, it's not easy to do. It's easy to say. A centipede does best with a small amount of fertilizer and mowed high. Bermuda does best with a more fertilizer mowed close. So if, don't scalp it, but if you'll mow it fairly close and give it a little f- extra fertilizer, the Bermuda will jump and the centipede will get too weak and too thin. Your mower will snatch it out. Well, I've been raising the level of the mower because you've been telling me to mow high. Yeah, because, because yeah, most, most people have uh, have centipede or St. Augustine. They like to be mowing high. Bermuda, you know, how they grow Bermuda on soccer fields, yeah. you know, and uh, and it tolerates club because it has underground runners. See, so, you know, it, it grows be- best if it's at a moderate height, but it'll tolerate if you'll fertilize it and water it. You can cut it pretty close and centipede just cannot stand that. Uh, also, you might want to think about putting a little small ditch, a neighborly little ditch, or maybe a row of something between you and the neighbors so you have a barrier there. Okay. You know, be, be neighborly about it. If you want some, some easy suggestions that aren't going to honk him off, shoot me an email. <laughs> but there's some real simple ways to, 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 to neighborly ways to separate the two without getting into it. Okay. All right. Thanks very much. Appreciate okay. It. Good luck on it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we we want to avoid conflicts with the neighbors right now because there's plenty of conflict going on. When it, let's let's go down to Purvis. Hey, Cheryl. Good morning. How are you today? Good morning, Felder. Uh, it's nice to hear you. Thank nice you. that you're back in Mississippi for a little while. Thank, we are enjoying that. Part. Thank that's you a, so much. Well, and us. I got I got a little possum that depends on me right now. <laughs> um, I have got uh, made a mistake and planted my um, my clematis. Uh, close to some laurel that have outgrown the world, uh-huh. and so they're shading my yeah. clematis. Yeah, I'm going to move them. Okay, but I need some kind of vine that will grow over my arbor there. Some kind of shaded something that would be, you know, okay yeah. for the shade. I, I have what, a, what would, the the entrance to my garden is a is a vine arbor. It's got these tall poles, and I put a big arching like like a hoops, almost like a covered wagon. Uh, that I grow vines on, and I grow native vines like a cross vine, uh, the trumpet creeper. They're out there; they're really good. Uh, there are a couple of roses that will climb on there, uh, and also your clematis. But if you want something to cover it this year, plant those things. Let them get some size on them uh, over this year. But plant you some gourds, and they're great vines. You know, plant some gourds; they'll cover it this year while your other plants get established. Okay. All right. That's a great idea. Thank okay. you very much. You bet. Appreciate right. it. Okay. I think we got time to squeeze in one more talk. This is Chico in Oxford. Good morning. 
Hey, Felder, I, I got a question about Kudzu, but I, at first I want to say thanks for the shout-out to Pogo the comic strip. <laughs> Pogo. I always we, knew we, you were cool. We, met the, we have met the enemy, and he is us. Right, and I also <laughs> want to say thanks for the Marvin Gaye, man. You bet. Man, hard to believe that was 50 years ago, and not much has changed. I was driving on Pumpkin Road, and there's two little old ladies that always have to walk in the road because there's no shoulder there. Uh-huh. I always slow down for them. They always give me the thumbs up for slowing down, but I was blasting that Marvin Gaye when I went by, and I like <laughs> to think that's, that's what the thumbs up is about. Right. Okay, well, let's, let's get back to your other thing. We're running out um, of time. How, how do I go about determining the age of a kudzu vine? My favorite kudzu vine, Stevie fell from the sky dead, and I know that he was at least 16 because he's been there the whole 16 years I've been here. Yeah. How old, how old do you reckon he was? He's about six inches around. I don't know because usually kudzu dies the ground and comes back from a tuber like a big sweet potato in the ground, so I have no idea. You know, I got they, one that's eight foot around right now, eight, eight inches around, and he's just going strong. This is the kudzu? You're pulling my yeah. leg. No, man. What, you, what, what are you doing no, besides you driving down that road and listening to tunes? You're doing something else there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I have no idea. Because they come back, they come from a tuber in the ground and uh, a, a starchy root type thing. I don't know if it's a tuber, but I no, no way to tell. No idea. Huh. Well, so, maybe y'all just come to my house and give a talk about kudzu. I can do that. You know, you can eat all parts of it. If you can't beat it, eat it. Fla- flowers, now. <laughs> flowers, flowers are edible too. Anyway, appreciate it, Chico. Stay cool. Okay, dude. Whew, Java. And I was a little, I was a little, I was a little down this morning, but I feel a lot better now because talking with people about gardening and stuff. Think about the joy you spread this, uh, this hour, uh, ki- uh. <laughs> Con- connecting fuck. That's what, it. Whatever. What you? What you? Yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna go out. I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna work in this out as hot as humid out there. I've got some gardening. I'm gonna help my son. He's not an idiot, but he could use a little guidance. And we can get out there. We can grow a little garden in his new house together. Gonna do that, and uh, see if we can't just find some some ways to bridge things. I've got some squash. My beans are starting to bloom. Uh, finally. Uh, I've got some okra I just started. I got squash that I hand pollinated, so I'm eating all that. And uh, got some peppers and tomatoes. So, you know, that's that's a that's a good way to spend the weekend. If you have a chance this weekend, folks, all of us here at MPB, we want you to get the most out of your life, but we also want you to share it. And if you got some kids in the neighborhood, your own kids or grandkids, or maybe you got some young parents that don't know, but take them to a garden, take them to the farmers market. Let them meet some real people who really grow their stuff. Uh, take them to a garden center. Help them pick out a plant or two in a big old pot because it's really important to teach new generations, whether it's young people or kids or people that just haven't gardened before, like my son. Teach them how to do what we do best, and that's get dirty. Y'all, stay cool. Stay safe. Hug somebody. I know social distances. Find some way to hug them without being bad. See y'all next week. <laughs>